15% growth from an acquisition in month one whilst changing nothing. That's called the profit is in the purchase. Hi, I'm Jared Krauss. I am the host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast and today I'm speaking with Michael who is a Buying Online Businesses graduate who had the goal to replace his income as a property manager and build a, build a portfolio of online businesses so he can have more time freedom and travel. Now in this podcast, Michael and I talk about his background of work and why he decided to buy an online business. We also talk about how much work he did during those two months that allowed him to get this great acquisition. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's not about how long it takes, it's how many inputs you put in to that time frame of that you're actually doing the work in. Uh, we also talk about the price of the acquisition, how much it's making and it's multiple. We talked about why he liked the business, why he bought it, and this is basically us two comparing good websites versus bad websites and highlighting what not sites, what sites not to buy and why buy these other types of businesses. So really good clarity around what types of content sites to be buying, what to be looking out for. He talks about risk minimization and de-risking the business completely. He also discusses what he learned during the process of doing due diligence, what he learned during the process of trying to make money online as a whole from thinking and starting about doing a drop shipping site um, with a course that he bought to moving his way all the way up to now earning an online business that makes him three grand a month in net profit. We also talk about his goals of building out a portfolio of online businesses and he does share his advice on what you as a beginner or first time purchaser or frequent purchaser should be looking out for when you're looking at making an income online. Now, there's so much value in this episode. I'm sure you guys are absolutely going to love it, but we do talk about due diligence and that's a disclaimer that I need to make. If you're going to buy a business, make sure you know how to do due diligence. If you don't know how to do due diligence, do DD, such a tongue twister there. Make sure you go away and get my framework. It's what I've used, it's what a lot of my clients have used to go away and buy great businesses. It takes the guesswork out of buying a business and it also de-risks you from, and helps you see risk so you don't go away and buy a dud business. Let's dive in. Do you have a website you might want to sell either now or in the future? We have a hungry list of cashed up and trained up buyers that want to buy your content website. If you have a site making over $300 per month and want to sell it, head to buyingonlinebusinesses.co forward slash sell your business or email us at info at buyingonlinebusinesses.com because we will likely have a buyer. Details are in the description. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jared. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you here. Firstly, thank you for your time. Uh, I'm excited to chat about this this acquisition of yours, and there's so much to so much good stuff to share. Uh, but first, let's just start from the start. Why? Why? Why did you get into wanting to buy an online business? I guess. Like, what was your motivation? Everybody's a little bit different. Sometimes it's similar, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, well, I think it won't surprise anybody if I say that uh, I wanted some pass- passive income, mm. which, uh, you know, everybody is in this game for, really. So uh, currently what I do is uh, real estate. Uh, I'm into property management, which is a, it's real estate is sort of seen as 
passive can be passive, but where I am, it's not passive at all. So it's actual <laughs> property management. And so um, I was looking for an opportunity to diversify my business portfolio, really, to have something that um, I don't have to touch that can work for me and earn for me mm. while I do not, you know, my day to day. And so that was my real motivation, just some cool. passive income, really. Cool. And also to, you know, as I say, diversify my business portfolio. Yeah. And so what's like, uh, is it that you want to get out of, uh, you know, real estate, like property management? Is that your goal? Or, and what do you, what is, what is your, like, you know, I guess maybe five or 10 year goal? So five, 10 year goal is, you know, to have uh, possibly to retire if I can, you right. know, that's everybody's dream. Yeah. But I, I, I want to work on my own terms, you know, uh, and I've already seen, seen that by having this business, you know, I, I haven't really touched it much for the last month, but it, you know, actually since as I'm speaking to you now today, it earned the most it's uh, earned since its inception. Wow. And I haven't touched Congratulations. it much that's in, in this month. You know, um, and it's been a month since I've owned it. Um, and so that's really what I'm looking for, you know, a passive income and to work on my terms. And um, as I say, I, I think with real estate currently, you know, my ambition is to buy and the interest rates at the moment are just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it didn't make sense from a business perspective and an investment perspective to purchase at the moment. So I thought, um, how else can I have that passive income and use my savings and, you know, do it in a sensible way, which I'm sure we will talk about the, that as aspect as well in terms of due diligence and making sure that you buy in a, a suitable and, um, you know, foolproof business. Mm. But those are sort of my, the reasons why I, 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 you know, I went into buying this business really. Cool, cool. I love it. And how did you even find out about the the, the like were you, were you googling like make money online sort of thing like how did you come to the point like oh i want to like i get passive income uh and you want to make an income online but how did you get to the point of like or how did you make the decision between starting and buying i guess or knowing what sort of business to go with or venture yeah. or, or or vehicle i should say to to, to own a business yeah so that's a great question. So um, initially, I was searching. Uh, uh, you know, I looked online for ways to make money online, mm. and I came across dropshipping. And I went through a seven-hour course, and I found that this is pretty intensive. And if I want to have passive income, this is not the way to go. <laughs> and so um, I kept on ser- searching on YouTube, buying online businesses, and you came up and you um, you talked about content sites as a good uh, you know business to have online and so I really you know it really fit my goal to have passive income so I really thought okay this could be it um, I already ruled out starting out a content site because as I understand there's a sandbox that you have to go through and you know I didn't want to go through that and you know I thought <laughs> to myself I've got the, the cash so why don't I just um you know, invest in a business that, you know, not only is, uh, you know, isn't, is passive, but also a business that, you know, has already been established for 
quite some time, which this business has. It's been established for about four years. So it, it was a no-brainer, really, mm. for me. Yeah, like I'm really excited to get into the, the nitty-gritty of the acquisition and everything uh, because it is it is a good deal. Uh, and I'm so happy to hear that it's made the most money it's ever made since its inception and it's, and it's been around for four years and you just bought it yeah. at, a, at a really, really good time. Uh, also, real estate management, property management, you guys are lifesavers. Thank you for your work. Thank you for the work you do. For myself, I, I love property. I, I own a couple of investment properties and um, if property is not super passive, but neither is business. They're both semi-passive, uh, but you guys definitely, like last week, I got I, I got the message, uh, an email, oh, this thing's broken in the kitchen and these things need fixing, you know, you know, what's the course of action? And you guys go away. I typically pay a high price for a good manager, which I'm sure you are, uh, to go away <laughs> and handle it. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely things and decisions to be made when, when owning property as well as, uh, as an online business, I think they both just blend really well together. I think they're yeah. really good assets to to feed off each other. Yeah, so you know, I'm always going to be in real estate, and um, you know, long term, I think it's great. It's great to park some money in there at some point if I decide to sell, if I, you know, decide to accrue the profits with this business, and you know, if I'm thinking of where to chop, put it into real estate is a good place to go. So, mm. yeah, I'm definitely going to have one foot in there as I've got this business running as well. Let's come back to dropshipping as well. You mentioned dropshipping. It's a very interesting one. I started out trying to run a dropshipping business and set it all up. I didn't know what digital marketing was. I, didn't, I sold hardly any products. <laughs> uh, and it was a fair bit of work, to be honest, um, without even selling too many products. Uh, and then I had bought another business that was a dropshipping business and that was a lot of logistics and a lot of work and it wasn't as passive. And that was, I think it was the second business that I bought. It wasn't as passive as I had hoped or I, I had liked, um, especially compared to blogs and content sites. And so it's funny how people in the online space mention passive income and you can achieve passive income by starting your own business and uh, like dropshipping and all these other ventures, but the reality of it is so much different than what they're selling you, right? I find, and this mm. isn't to like, I find just energetically people find me, they come to me when they've tried everything else and they're like, I'm done. And then they go, oh, I'm like, this this, this route's actually going to work. Like I'm going to buy something that's already like, how can it how can it not, not work when you're buying something you can see that's already working? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. instead of association being in the right space, people come to me when they're exhausted. Everything, all their other options of trying to make money online. But but dropshipping is one venture. Were there any other ventures that you saw that were like pretty attractive that you might have lent into and and glad that you didn't? Um. So I the think about going into membership sites is just. I I suppose I didn't go into it because I just didn't see enough of it to uh, do due do, do diligence on. Mm. Um, I saw more content sites and that was uh, that was fine as well because it just meant that there was a larger pool of content sites to pick from, and so mm. um, that was great from a business business investment point of view. 
I also thought about doing SaaS, um, which also, you know, I suppose can have that membership element to it as well. Uh, but I listen to so many podcasts and, you know, it, 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 as I understand, it can be hit or miss. It, and, you know, I found that I needed some technical uh, abilities to at least understand the software or the code or have somebody uh, understand it, um, you know, in order to go into it, that you know, someone who I can trust. And I, I, I suppose I wasn't comfortable enough to have that as my first online investment, given that, uh, you know, part of running a business would be, uh, you know, having someone else being a key part of it as well. And, you know, a, a lot of the success of it's riding on how well they do or how well they know the code and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I think what rolled out SaaS was, for me, was, you know, content sites instead, rather in terms of what I picked, was going into something that I can easily understand. It, it seemed to me that the learning curve was uh, less steep than SaaS. So I so I'd ruled out SaaS, ruled out dropshipping. It was between membership and content sites, but I suppose I just saw more content sites, and so I had a bigger pool to do the due diligence on, and so that's yeah. why I went with that. Yeah, cool. All right, I guess now let's just, let's just bring up the acquisition and then we'll talk about all the things around it um, on your journey from jumping into Bob and the community and everything you did. What What is the business? Uh, how much did you buy it for? Uh, how much is it making? Uh, what the, What was the multiple? Is there, are you able to share anything around like the industry it's in, I guess? Probably not, the, you don't have to share the niche or anything, but yeah, share as much as you are willing to share. Yeah, absolutely. Without, without going mean, to the main name too. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ever going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I suppose this information would help a lot of people out there who are on the fence. So uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable with sharing as much as I can. So it's you. in the uh, hobby industry. It, so I bought it for $80,000. Um, and the it's made $2,600 over the last 12 months. Although, as I mentioned- Average monthly monthly income. So yeah, average monthly uh, income, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, as I mentioned to you before, uh, you know, it's literally just made, it's the traffic uh, this today has been the most it's ever been. I'm going to find out tomorrow how much I got today, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, but I say that to say that at the moment, at least for the last month since I've had the site, um, it's doing about 70% more traffic um, than compared to the previous year uh, of the same month. And so, you know, as I say, the monthly income is about 2,600 at the moment. Mm. But this month, for instance, it's going to be higher than 3000 if things go the way that they're going and if they continue to go the way they're going then you know the income is going to be much higher than that 2600 so i'm looking at at least three thousand dollars uh going forward as as an average per month um yeah so 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 yeah and one thing i will add as well is that i I bought it for eighty thousand, but actually there was a a bidder 
that bid 82,000. But um, the seller didn't go for that person because they wanted to put down a low deposit and then pay it off over two years. Two years? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so when I told the seller that I was going to, I was just going to do upfront cash, he was like, yeah, if, even if it's 80,000, it's 2,000 less, I'm happy to go with you. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with that, that I saved a bit of money as well. Um, so that was great. Saved money and made more money than what you're expecting to make, you know, buying it at a 2,600 uh, average monthly net profit, net profit. It's about a 31x multiple, by the way. Yeah, 31. So this, I remember when you submitted this to, and if everybody listening in the community, in our Bob community, I review due diligences um, and we release one a month where uh, I go through with you and do due diligence. And typically what I do is I steer people away from buying these businesses and that's my job. And I mentioned that, I remember mentioning that to you, Michael was like, typically I, I, you know, get the end of the deal and I stack up all the risks and, and work out why it's not the best thing to buy and help you guys see that. And this one, I was a bit flabbergasted, a bit, whoa, hang on a second. This is still available for sale. It's at this price range of the 31 multiple. This time last year, it would have sold for time of recording. This time last year, it would have sold for like a 42 to 5 multiple, especially since the traffic was increasing on the up. It had been for the last five, four years. Uh, and a lot of the other signs were really good. I just went through the due diligence again with, with uh, not with you, but like uh, just before this call, I went and had a look at the due diligence again and thought, wow. This is something that uh, you should be very proud of. Like it was a very, very good deal. Uh, well, I, I, I have to say that, you know, it was, I didn't just stumble up on it. I mean, I think I sent you about how many DDs? I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I sent you so oh, many God. DDs. I was <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been looking for about two months, uh, you mm. know, every day. I mean, I, I think I might have seen over a hundred sites, uh, at least done 10 due diligences or submitted submitted at least 10 and then looked at probably a hundred or more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is prolific and a lot in a two month time span. So I take my hat off to you. It's funny because people, you know, we could, I could put this, the title of the the podcast could be, you know, zero to $3,000 a month in two months time. But the people don't understand that, it didn't take you, it, it wasn't the time that it, it was the time that you spent doing the work, but it wasn't the time frame of two months that allowed you to do it. It was how much work that you condensed into that two month time frame. For example, for you to look at a hundred sites might take people seven to 10 months. Mm-hmm. Or for you to submit 10, 10 businesses for us to review, it might take people, Might people might be able to do, you know, one of those every two weeks. So it might take people 20 weeks you know, to, to be able to get to that point. So uh, I mentioned that because it's important for people to understand that time is not the measurement of success. Mm. It's inputs. Yeah, I, I completely agree because, you know, it is uh, quite a sizable investment and if I'm going to do it, then I better do it right. And 
you know, there were times when I was like, oh gosh, do I have to fill out this whole document? And it is a huge document, I have to say, Jared. You, you didn't make it easy on us. Oh, um, I do make it easy on you guys. <laughs> you do, you do. Doing without the document. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, right, that, that, right. there is a lot of information in there, but um, yeah. It's been such a lifesaver and, um, you know, how, however painstaking it was to fill out that document for each site that I thought, mm, this could be the one. I thought, you know, you have to go through that and you have to do as much as you you can, you know, because there are so many sites out there. Um, and, you know, as I say, um, buying a site, a good site, is going to be certainly a, a sizable, more sizable than starting a site. Mm. Um, so you, you want to make sure that you make, an, a, you know, a good decision. So, you know, as painstaking as it was, I, I was very glad to go through it. I'm glad that you did too. And what what was the other than just filling out the due diligence or looking at all the looking at all the businesses? What was probably the hardest part of from starting starting the community to to now owning the business? What do you think was the, the most challenging thing that you you should help people be aware of before they embark on this journey? Um, I suppose having the time and the patience. Mm. Um, to because you know there are a lot of sites out there, and uh, you have to sift through a lot of crap. Excuse my French, and um, you've got to have that patience to go through it. And there are going to be times when you find a deal where that you think this is absolutely the best one. And I remember I sent you one um, on uh, from Empire Flippers, and. You know, the seller accepted the, uh, you know, the offer that I made. And then in 24 hours, someone, someone bid like 10% more than, you know, what the seller had agreed to. And they got the, the site and I was put down. I was so, I was really down mm. uh, for about one week. I didn't do anything. But then I thought, you know, you know, I, you know, I've got to be realistic. I, you know, I can't just, and I can't just give up, you know, it's going to take some time to find that. You know, I have to accept that it's going to take some time. So, you know, I carried on and having that patience was very important in that sense because I could have just given up and said, oh, this doesn't work. And, you know, people are always going to outbid me if I, if, if, if the site's good. But, I mean, with the site that I ended up buying, it, you know, it was good and it was there, but, you know, I got it first. Uh, well, mm-hmm. someone else bid, but you know, I was able to get it. But I had to I had to be patient, and it took time. Um, but you just got, got to make sure that you do you carry on doing the right things that you teach as well, Jared, um, and make sure that you're comfortable as well with with, with with your own set of requirements that come out of the due diligence framework. Mm. Um, and and. And yeah, I, I'd say those are the two key things. If you do that, you're going to be fine, no matter how long it takes. Just you know, uh, you know, don't give up and just carry on. Keep doing the right thing, and you're you're going to get a good site. Yeah, I love it. What were some of the things in, interesting things that you learned when you're looking at other businesses when you're doing due diligence? Like some risks that you saw that you're like, well, that's definitely not something that I want to take on, or um, you know, other things you're like, oh, I didn't realize that you know, I'd find something like that during due diligence. Like what was your education like as a whole through right. through doing GD, DD? So, 
for me, I found a lot of sites that were just um, cookie cutter, um, sort of like, you know, very built to basic sell site. sites. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, there were so many of them. There wasn't any love put in those sites. Um, you know, there, there wasn't any author. You know, you could just tell that some of the content was written very poorly. Uh, and, you know, it was just lots of rubbish out there. So what I found in terms of my education um, in, in, in buying, in looking for a good site, one of them, which was really crucial, was that it has to have really good EAT, which, you know, for those that don't know, expertise, uh, experience, authority, and trust, which is this uh, such a big deal uh, by Google in terms of ranking sites and penalizing sites. Um, and it's, yeah, it's got to do with how much experience and trust that the, the site uh, shows. And so I found that a lot of the sites that were being penalized by Google that were having these steep drops in traffic and revenue, a lot of them didn't have any EEAT. Um, they were very affiliate heavy and you could tell that they were only there to, um, you know, just to make, you know, just to refer people to whatever products that will make them the most commission mm. as opposed to, uh, you know, the one that's the best products that, you know, f uh, for the person they're reviewing the products for to buy. Um, so stuff like that. And the content wasn't really, there was, I'd say there's lots of content that, you know, people just put out there so that, you know, they're just written for search engines. They're not mm -hmm. written, written for human beings to actually read and mm -hmm. get any value out of it. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I kept on seeing a lot of these sites pop up. And as I said, I could tell it, I could clearly, I could see that it was quite clear that Google was penalizing these sites, um, and there was a pattern there. So once I saw that, I, and and um, looking at the due diligence framework as well, which um, emphasizes on looking out for these things as well, I thought I have to get a site that's got the e that EAT. Um, if it's affiliate heavy, it has to have really good EAT. The content has to be great. Mm -hmm. And it has to be written for human beings as, as well as the search engine. So making sure that having a site that search SEO optimized so you don't have so that you don't have to rewrite a lot of the articles, mm -hmm. but also is given a lot of value to the people that are reading it. I think those are the things that I've certainly in terms of education that I've have found that's so valuable. And I think it's certainly going to inform how I run the site going forward. Yeah, definitely. You're buying something by doing that and weeding out all the ones that are no good and non-valuable. You've bought a far better platform to build upon. Uh, it's it's funny and interesting that when everybody comes to, I want to buy a content website, is a lot of it is focused on how you know how the site's performing and stuff like that and how it's performing in the environment based on its competitors and google <clears throat> but at the end of the day a content website is a blog and it's what we it's what we call it, it's content and the most important thing on it is the content and all the metrics are byproducts of how valuable the content is and a lot of people yeah. are happy to 
I wouldn't say happy, but will invest in a blog that doesn't have the best content, knowing that it's the metrics are looking good and they can go away and update some content, create new content. Whereas if you buy something that's a good platform of great content from the start, the byproduct is that the data and the metrics and all the things that you track are going to be good. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that you bought a good platform that's actually got good content because there are so many blogs out there that people have built to sell. Uh, and you can, I can spot them a mile away. You can now spot them a mile away, but beginners can't, right? I just typically, I don't know if you saw this as well, but typically the first business people send to us uh, to review are trash. <laughs> Did you find that? Like the, when you first started yes. looking at businesses, you see how you changed the caliber of the businesses you started looking at? Absolutely. The first one that, I think the first one that I, I sent um you know, I thought it was great. I thought this is the best thing I have to, you know, I have to buy this. I actually considered putting <laughs> an offer before I send it to you. And you then you, you I, I said I considered putting in an offer before I sent it to oh, you. I'd never do that. And yeah. I, I remember that, you know, very excited. And I was like, I, and I opened this email from Jared and it's like, this, this, you know, you've got to do, this, this is trash. This is horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing that I love about you as well is that you know you're very upfront and you don't beat around the bush and you know you just tell it as it is mm. because yeah, that really helped me a lot because if it wasn't for that you know I would just I would have just bought a lemon but yeah so to to just to add to what you were saying absolutely I think the first five DDs that I submitted were were not good at all now that I'm looking back at the time I thought they were great but um. I mean, I, I know that you always talk about, uh, you know, that every business has risks, but um, can the, can you turn those risks into opportunities? Mm. Um, and even if you can't, can you uh, put things in place that would make sure that those risks don't become so large that they actually, uh, you know, make it a bad investment? And, and so it got to a point where I, I could look at it you know, one of the things that was really important to me at, at, later on when I was looking at businesses is look, you know, to, um, uh, ensure that it's as diversified as as much as possible. And uh, there are some things that you know, you know, you can't completely uh, diversify. Like for instance, in content sites, lots of the traffic is going to come from Google, but you know, there are lots of other things that you know, you, you can make sure that it's diversified as, a, as an example. Mm. And even if there's Google traffic, you, you know, you've got lots of Google traffic, you know, what, you know, I found that, you know, I can build an email list. I can, uh, I can start looking at getting traffic on Pinterest and other stuff that mm. I'm now focusing on now that I've got the business as the next steps, you know, for me to take the business to the next level. So I've, I've actually started, I've signed up to a, um, email marketing company to start putting email forms on the site. So, um, yeah, those are things that, as I say, when I, when I started out, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was just, I was just thinking about, Oh, you know, the traffic is going up. It, it looks fine. Yeah. Let's just get it. Uh, yeah. but then there are so many layers that you have to go through, you know, just because it's doing well now, doesn't mean it's gonna, it's set up the right way to do well tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Good on you for 
going away and purchasing something with help. There is somebody, I forget the person's name, uh, I think it might be Rob, who joined the community and had mentioned he's bought two businesses and got completely taken advantage of uh, and he's finally joined, decided to get some help and he's, we're going to get him a, a great business um, to flip the script on his previous experiences because if you don't have guidance from somebody that's, you know, I know I'm like praising myself and singing my own song and all that sort of stuff, but even if people just don't use me, I don't care. All I care about is people go away and find somebody that they can speak to that has got experience in the space that can point out things that are going to be non-beneficial or too risky for that person to take on. I don't, I don't care who you use as long as you get help and you don't get, don't get taken advantage of, right? Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, I mean, one of the things that uh, made me decide whether to go with your course or another course was – to you know uh, was was whether you had any skin in the game so i remember i i think i'm i've seen probably all of your podcasts i've like i've gone through all of them um and you know it was was quite clear to me that you knew you didn't know what you were talking about but also it didn't it doesn't you know it was quite clear that you've you've got nothing to gain by you know you know by me but, you know, buying a site, buying a bad site, you've got nothing to gain from that. You know, it was quite clear that it, the way that things are set up, you're on my side, and mm. and um, and it's part of why you were able to be so brutal with my early DDs, right? Uh, which was very beneficial. So it was quite clear to me that you just wanted the best for me in terms of the investment that I could make, and also that you had a skin in the game. So those two things were 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 all I needed to, you know, decide that, okay, I'd, you know, I'd go with you and sign up to the mastermind and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Well, what's it look like for you from here? Now that you've bought something, you've just like, just opened the door to this new reality, I guess of hang on a second. I went from trying to work out how I can make money online to now I own a business and I'm making three grand a month net profit. Uh, where do you where do you go from here in this space? What's your what's your you know your goals? What do you want to do in the next two, three, five, ten years with online businesses? So, my intention is to build this current site for about a year and then uh, assess my options from there. My intention is to keep acquiring. I'd like to acquire one a business a year um, and just keep uh, build a portfolio. I might get to the get in the area of flipping sites um, later on down the line. I'd, I think I will always have online businesses in, in some sort of portfolio going forward, mm. um, whether I flip some or not, because I think, you know, online is the future. And so, um, yeah, th th those are my plans. But, but for the, for, from now until about a year, I think I'll just focus on this site because I'd like to have experience of actually running a site, a successful site, and you know have that on my CV, as it were. And uh, perhaps I might go down the route of, you know, seller financing. You know, I use all of, you know, I use cash for this, but I suppose uh, or seller financing or, or 
taking a loan, a bigger loan and getting a bigger online business. And I suppose that, you know, whoever's lending you cash is going to look at your experience in, in running a business yourself. And so that's a route that I could go through, but mm-hmm. obviously with that, I have to have that experience of running a successful site. So, um, a lot of options for me are going forward in the online space, but it's definitely going to be in the online space. Um, I'm going to have a foot in the online space for some time. And then I'm also going to have, as I say, a foot in the real estate uh, business and the other stuff I'm doing offline as well. Mm. So do you invest in real estate or you're going to invest in real estate? Like what is that? What's your journey with that? So um, I'm going to invest probably when the market is, the interest rates are Mm. crazy, uh, much better. At the moment, they're crazy, as you say. Mm. Um, So... Yeah, I was just waiting for the right time. And um, yeah, I'm always going to have a foot in there as well. So just sort of just keeping a, a foot in both, really. I like it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> I'm personally going to invest in real estate shortly again. Uh, we settled on a on a real estate deal at the start of the year. Uh, and time of, time of recording, um, probably two to three months away from buying another deal, the interest rates have gone up here in Australia and they might do another one or two rate hikes, which I'm okay with. The more they go up, the cheaper the deals will get for me. Uh, and I'll probably buy at a higher interest rate. And then as it comes down, allow the growth of those uh, markets, those property markets to increase as more people can start to get lending again and that'll increase the property price. So I'm purely investing for capital growth and parking money. And then uh, what I like about property is as that money is parked and you get the capital growth, then if I want to get back into online business, I can take some of the profits from that investment. If it's a passive invest, like net net passive income, um, I can take that, put some profits back into another acquisition, or I can actually go away and take equity out, which I know in the US is called a HELOC, Home Equity Line of Credit. I know that you can do that in England as well, right, where you can sort of take money from the growth of a property and reinvest it. And I think it's a really yeah. good infinite loop of wealth of taking equity from one asset class, physical property, to putting it into mm. digital property and then allowing that digital property you purchase, say three grand a month, say you hold that for a year, that's 36 grand a year, you could go away and use that towards another deposit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, real estate is a long game. Uh, as one man for, uh, famously said, God isn't making any more land, you know, so you know, the price is always going to go up in the long term. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's the, it's the end game and real estate is, is, you know, it's definitely worth having a foot in and I'm always going to do that. I completely agree with everything you said there. Cool, cool. So what advice would you share to somebody that is saying, hey, uh, Michael, I want to try and make some money online. Uh, what what advice would you give to them? I would say uh, get some education, be willing to learn. Mm. Um, I would say that, you know, go with somebody that you can trust, vet them, you know, look at their background, look at their profile. Um, are they, do they know what they're talking about and are they doing what they're talking about? Mm. And also you, you have to be patient. 
you know, um, with everything, there's a learning curve and it's going to take time. But, you know, as that time is going on, um, you know, you know, you've got to stay the course and however busy you are, you know, you're going to find time here and there to at least invest into that education for your own good, you know, so that you can make sure that you make the right decision because, you know, you do want to make the right decision and you, you need to find someone uh, with whom it's, it's in their interest to make sure that happens. And uh, that, that's what I will say is the most important thing you should look out for, you know, yeah. If, if, if you're going to get in the online space. I love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. I just wrote an email this morning uh, and I think the start of the email says, what do, um, who do people thank if in their success speeches most? <laughs> and any, say for example, somebody that's uh, receiving a trophy for winning an Olympic gold medal and they have an interview afterwards or say somebody that has just won an Oscar or some movie award or whatever it is, somebody that's, you know, their acceptance speech or their success, success speech, who do they thank mostly? Their team, their family mm. for support and their team. And my mm. question in that email was if, you're, if you've got a, if you've got a, a, a goal, get a team. And get the best team in the world that you can for that particular goal, uh, because without it, you're running around like a headless chook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I couldn't I couldn't say it better. I completely agree. Um, I mean, there's another saying that you're the sum of the five closest people around you, right? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you do have a goal, you know, surround yourself with people that are going in that direction. And have some knowledge in that direction. Did you go to? Did you go to any of the? Sorry to cut you off. Did you go to any of the uh, group calls? Uh, I, I think I watched them on replay. Oh, no, we don't do replays. Yeah. On 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 the on on Facebook, I think there's um. Oh, sorry, on a Facebook, the Facebook Live. Yeah, you came to one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, on the replay. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, in the community, I thought maybe you had gone to the group calls, the um, the networking calls that we do, because that's really no, I, I, I I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> you still <Yeah>. can. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, congrats on on what you've done. Exceptional feat in two months. I know you did a lot of work in that two months, so it wasn't just the two months that it took you. It was the work that you put into during that. Uh, so well done and. Yeah, I look forward to hearing how you go in a year and um, maybe help you do the next acquisition if you want. Um, otherwise, yeah, wishing you all the best. Absolutely, absolutely. If you have me, I, I, I'm, I'm in your network forever. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm grateful for your support. Thank you, Jared. You're so welcome. Congrats. All right, everybody that is listening, thank you for listening. If you know somebody that is thinking about how do I get started in this online space and earn some passive income, share this podcast episode with them. Yeah, a lot of it was praising this service that we have in the Bob community, all that sort of stuff. But a lot of the lessons can be used for other vehicles as well. If that person does want to go away and earn an income from other vehicles, things like get a team, vet the person that you're going to work with, make sure you can trust them, make sure they know what they're talking about. So many great knowledge bombs that you shared, Michael. So really appreciate having you on and thanks for everybody listening. Thank you.